Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony Steak Podcast. This is episode 96, and this is entertainment. I'm Sean. Joined with me, we have Tony. You. And Off-Road Andy. Yes, that's me. Ready to talk entertainment. Indeed, indeed, indeed. If you uh, are just tuning in, welcome. Make sure you hit that subscribe button, share with a friend, and also check out our sports podcast because it's awesome. And that podcast was Anthony Davis doesn't want gumbo. He wants steak. You know, <laughs> I mean, proof is in the pudding. We'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, but like I said, this is entertainment. We should uh, get entertained. And uh, everyone was on vacation. You know, holidays, everyone took some time off. We even took some time off here at the Tony's Take. But no one took time off like the government took time off. 35 days. That's the historical record, right? That's the longest they've ever been uh, closed for business. Yeah. Pre-1787, I believe. Yeah, not since we first started. And, uh, I mean, honestly, didn't impact me at all. We still have trash. Um, cops are still around. Yeah, your local government was wasn't the so purge. Long. Uh, but what it did affect was places like Joshua Tree. They were saying national parks that 35 little day break is going to take 300 years to recover from. Now, what that sounds like to me is some kid in drama finds out that the budget got cut in half, and he's like, "We can't do anything um, because it's dirt and tree and cactus and rock." But reading into it. This is just, you got to love, this is what people do for a living. They ruin things. That's what we're good at. We ruin things. You know that dog, Bowser? You saw him if you follow our Tony's Take. Uh, he's the dog wearing the Rams hat. Tony's dot take yeah. at Instagram. He likes to ruin things. He's yeah. very good at it, and he's like a human in that regard. We are phenomenal at destroying things. If you've seen a lot of sci-fi movies that always have, like, the robots that always turn on us, it's yeah. because, like... Well, humans are the real threat to the world, so we have to destroy all the humans. It's like they're not wrong. Yeah, so robots know what they're doing. Maybe Elon Musk is a robot, but he's he's like bicentennial man. He's trying to he, fix us. Doesn't Elon Musk believe we're in the Matrix though? I don't know. So, um, but back to Joshua Tree, they uh, are saying that humans went there, <laughs> went to illegal area, illegal areas, and had campfires, cut down protected trees, graffitied rocks. Off-roaded, Andy. Were you there? Were you off-road andying around Joshua Tree? Uh, And doing other things like that. There's trash all over the place. I mean, the trash part, okay, you you send a crew of prisoners over there to pick up a bunch of shit with one of those little bendy uh, arms, and that's done. But I don't understand the graffitiing part. What are you going to say, like – Andy was here? Like, who, who cares? Oh, they'll know. The people who did it, they know who they're talking to. They're going to yeah. be legends, I think. Oh, that's yeah. what makes you a legend. It's going to be on resumes and those underground yeah. street jobs. I, uh, I, I spray-painted yeah. a rock in uh, Joshua Tree, and pretty sure it's still there. Yeah. Uh, and as far as cutting down the, the uh, famous Joshua Trees, you know about that, Andy. Yeah, I know it's very illegal because Joshua Trees only grow in the Joshua Tree National Park, or at least in that close area. And why is that? Um, I'm not a botanist. Well, I don't know why. The okay. right the right climate, the right, I don't know, the seeds are only there. I don't, can't explain it, but that means they're, they're rare, they're exciting, so you can't go in there and, and get one, but, you know, the cops weren't around. Wouldn't you start robbing banks? So. Okay, but let me ask you this. 
you're cutting this thing down. Unless you're sending it to, you know, Dubai or some bullshit, you're going to put this up in your backyard in Riverside. And it's gonna Someone's going to be like, hey, yeah. how, where'd you get this Joshua tree? Like, oh, I know you, you were one of those people, you looter. Um, we should hire so what government are you gonna do agents to walk around the neighborhoods yeah. in Southern California and find out who did it. What do you think a mailman does all day, Andy? They don't do surveillance, but maybe. Maybe they do now. Maybe there's a thing called drones that fly drones. over people's backyards. We'll find out. Uh, but yeah, you read this headline, and you know they're just trying to grab your attention because they know no one's going to read. Like, there's trash with Joshua Tree. Uh, but two to 200 to 300 years before this is uh, turned around, that's... Uh, what if this thing was closed 100 days? Just never get it back? Like, it just goes into a hole? Maybe, yeah. It's a pit, have to pit turn of trash. It, yeah, it's dump. Turn it into a dump. I mean, you don't know how many people just, like, shit on the floor there because, you know, all the Okay, but I think closed. animals do that all day long. Yeah, but that's already accounted for. You add all this new oh. shit, and I'm not talking about just shit, but all kinds of different things that are disrupting the natural habitat. You ever been to Joshua Tree? I have. Tony, have you? I actually have not. I haven't either. I'd like to go. Was it cool? Yeah, the cool rocks and cool trees, and it's the desert. Well, a few less trees now. Yeah, let's let's hope it wasn't a whole lot. And what about graffiti? How hard is it to take off a rock? And you just pressure wash uh, it? But then you're eroding the natural rock. So should you just paint the rock back to rock color? Maybe, but then you're introducing <laughs> chemicals, and it might kill some insects, which then okay, good. snakes and... can't eat because there's no insects. And oh, then so this is butterfly effect. The, yeah, the rabbits are out of control. And now there's too many deer. Hey, kangaroos. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> a lot of deer, Josh. I don't know how it works, but that's why you don't fuck shit up in, in the nature. Cause, yeah. All from... Are you listening, you little dipshits that wrote Carlos on the goddamn rock? This is what you did. Wow. Yeah. Now there's no beavers in Joshua Tree. Yeah. God damn, beavers are gone. No more beavers. You drove them out of the tree. Um, but yeah, I, as far as the shutdown, I, I don't notice anything else. Like I said, I get my mail. And I don't like getting mail well, anyway. Essential services uh, were still open, but obviously if you worked and you well, weren't getting paid, that sucks. Yes, but they're still, they get a check at the end, right? They're getting yeah, a check Yeah, but no, some people were just were closed and you don't get paid, right? Could take an unpaid vacation. It's okay every now. Some people can't afford that. A lot of people can't afford that. You need to have money in your savings. Yeah, no, you should. This is a financial podcast now. The uh, economic realities are that a lot of people do not. One thing I saw is they cut a lot of TSA people, or a lot of people called in sick. Yeah. And uh, lines yeah. weren't backed up at all for the most part. I heard some. Were there bad, were a but, few, yeah. but like LAX was fine. And shouldn't that tell you your job isn't as safe as you thought? If, like, yeah. well, I don't remember TSA's the number. bullshit anyways. Yeah, there's, like, six people to a kiosk just, like, standing there, and one's looking at the little screen. Two people are telling you to put your hands over your head, and you sit in that weird machine, which I, I, I was just waiting for the. I always thought that was, like, an in-between, like, we're developing technology, but we don't have it yet. In the meantime, you're going to stand in this little porter potty time traveler yeah. and uh, put your hands up, by the way. It just looks ridiculous. They need a new technology for that. But do you really need all these TSA people around? No, they say it, they can't even catch people when people do get through. Yeah. So it's uh, not worth it. It's not worth the wait. It's scary. I'd yeah. be worried about them uh, downsizing. 
Um, but enough about the government shutdown. I want to talk about some movies and box office numbers. I had yeah, not the going... important things in life. Exactly. This stuff doesn't shut down. I do. They well, had... they when have strikes. The... When was the last strike? The writer's strike. Two thousand and like there was a, a voice actor strike. Okay, no one cares about that. Well, cartoon people, video game people. But yeah, that was a strike that I don't know last year. Some writer strike was that was two thousand eight, two thousand seven. Oh, I thought it was even longer than that. It was a big deal. We're like yeah, the, I remember that one. Then uh, late night shows had to go without writers, which is like those shows are basically a ten minute comedy yeah, that's section. A, a lot like of dialogue goes into those. It's yeah. not just that guy doing it or girl. Are there any girl late night people? There was like Chelsea Handler back in the day. Um, but like currently, currently I don't. I mean, there's probably some show on MTV or something, but nothing on the big networks. Oh, okay. Um, but anyway, top box office from last week. You have Glass, 36%. Did another 19.1 million dollars, coming in number one. People want to see these movies, and I, I don't, I don't blame them. I still want to see it. Yeah. Uh, I think the Shack clip helped a lot. The Upside, 39%, 12.3. Now I was actually in a movie theater today. I didn't see a movie, but I was in one. Don't ask questions. How much and popcorn did you eat? I didn't eat any popcorn. But the I asked the lady doing the sales, what's the big movie? And she said The Upside, everyone's seen. This is uh, the Kevin Hart wheelchair thing? Yeah. Well, yeah. he's not in a wheelchair. Well, it's Kevin Hart Brian and the wheelchair. Brian Cranston's in the wheelchair. Who's that? No one cares about that oh, actor. Oh, wow. Uh, that did 12.3. Aquaman, 64%. $7.5 million, the biggest movie star on the planet. And then uh, Spider-Man, uh, King, uh, who would be, or The Kid Who Would Be King, Green Book, Dog's Way Home, Serenity, Escape Room still on the list, and Dragon Ball Super Brawly, 3.6 at the end. Yeah, Not a crazy right. weekend for movies, but... Uh, it's really only been one big movie that came out uh, in 2019. A lot of these are still 2018 movies. What's the I one think. big movie from 2019? Um, Glass. That's like the big the nice. big release that's actually gotten people to come out to the theaters. So I'm sure that we've got more stuff uh, coming. But. That's fair. So Glass has done almost $75 million in two it's, weeks. It's big for a January opening. That's terrific for him. Uh, I still want to see it. I mean, the ratings weren't that great on it at 36%. I'm sure it's entertaining, though. Exactly. It's not 2%. Yeah. It's not like the, the last airbender. Lowest score out there right now is Serenity at a 20 at least on the top box office. Let's get into movies opening this week. We've got some gold. I'm just kidding. Miss Bala. No score yet. Well, not even a score. Yeah. Miss Miss Bala? Sounds like it would be a movie uh, that would have uh, Penelope Cruz in it. But it doesn't. It stars Gina Rodriguez. Oh, Anthony Mackie. Um, Aslan... Derbiz? Derbiz. She looks, oh, wow. She looks pretty good. Pretty hot. I'm into it. But I won't see this. 83% want to see it. They shall not grow old. 97%. It's grumpier old men three. Is this a uh, documentary? Looks like a World War II movie. It's rated R. Art House International Documentary. Peter Jackson directed. Yeah, this is the uh, World War One documentary. Okay, what I said? I think he said World War Two. I did. Um, yeah, um, I think it's supposed to be very good. Like great footage that he's able to get. And yeah, can, it, can you confirm to say World War One? It does. Okay. It, yeah, First World War. Uh, never before seen footage of soldiers as they faced the fear and uncertainty of the frontline battle in Belgium. Digitally remastered and now in color, the footage has been studied by lip-reading experts. 
whose transcripts were recorded and used as audio for the film. That sounds awesome. Cause what if they're like, like we have to go over here and kill this offensive word, and they're like, well, shit, we can't say that now. Like, we're going to go into this bookstore and take a break. They're just completely lying to you what they're saying. Yeah, it'd be like um, the things where they do the fake dubs over like Japanese movies. Yeah. Every Jackie Chan movie ever yeah. made besides the tuxedo, which is starring Jet Li, you yeah. know. Um, you know, Peter Jackson, you know, if you don't know who that name is. I, I know did. the name, and I don't. I haven't even seen a movie of his. King Kong. Oh, I have seen And that's not what he's known for. Yeah. Lord of the Rings is what he's known for. Oh. A little misdirection. But I like King Kong as well. I like I like Jack Black. I, I enjoyed it. It wasn't Adrian amazing, Brody. but it didn't yeah. suck. I like Adrian Brody. Uh, next, you have Arctic. 84%. And it looks like it stars Bill Paxton, but it doesn't, unfortunately. I think Bill Paxton The late great. Uh, Man Stranded. And this the, is Liam Neeson? No, it's uh, okay. Mads Mikkelsen. Oh, yeah, Mads. He's the good. bad guy in a 007 movie. Uh, a man stra- stranded in the Arctic after an airplane crash must decide whether to remain in the relative safety of his makeshift camp or to embark on a deadly trek through the unknown hmm. in hopes of making it out alive. That sounds pretty aggressive and kind of like that wolf movie. Yeah, it sounds exactly like a Liam Neeson movie. That's why I said Liam Neeson, but... Liam Neeson does have a movie coming out, maybe not this week, but soon. This is like prime Liam Neeson. No, I think it already came out. I think I saw it on the the thing. Really? But this is this is prime Liam Neeson season right now. Why? Because it's like you put those kind of like lowish budget action movies out there, people love that shit. Yeah, I I, good. Matt is a good actor. Yeah, he's got a weird look to him. Oh, he's like Danish or whatever. Yeah. Well. Danish people don't all look weird. Uh, so his movie is completed, but not out if it came out in 2019. Cold Pursuit. See, I knew it had something to do with the snow. I remember that. But How many snow movies can one make? So he's, a, it's, I think, he's yeah. a snowplow driver who seeks revenge against the drug dealer he thinks killed his son. <laughs> Classic Liam Neeson. <laughs> I, I think that comes out soon, though. That's got to be... It, it can't come out February, after February. February 7th. Yeah, so it cannot come out after February. Yeah, because snow is gone. Yeah. Uh, why is that always... <laughs> he always makes the same movie. You know you'll watch that someday. Oh, yeah. It'll probably be on Netflix in, like, yeah. 17 hours after it's in theaters. Yeah. Um, I'm glad it's a, a son, though, now. Um, but this one's actually... He had another one where his son died, too. It was the Walk Among the Tombstones. So he's... Mm. Yeah, he's getting out there. He needs some type. Eventually, his granddaughter needs to get killed or something, right? Well, he's not old enough for that. And oh, it's, yeah, he is. He's he's probably sixty-five. Yeah, he is old enough for that. Actually, he's way old. He's been fifty-eight for a long time. How old is he supposed to be in Taken? The first one. Probably like fifty-two or something. Yeah. Okay. He can still throw down. Uh, Velvet Buzzsaw, eighty-five yeah. percent. This looks like an art house. This is the. Uh, it's a Netflix. Mr. Jake Gyllenhaal. Yes. Ooh, Billy uh, Magnuson. He is, uh, he got his like start in the big short, and then he popped up in a bunch of other little shit. He's that blonde kid that's in like the, he really gets hyped up for the strip club. <laughs> Who doesn't, right? Yeah. Which one do they go to? It was in Bridge of Spies. Ingrid goes west. Yeah, he's the brother who's very suspicious of her. Uh, 
he he blew up and it all let's see he's, he was in a bunch of shit actually before uh the big short i don't even see it on this list why don't i see it on the list i'm not i'm not looking hard enough but i'm not looking anymore um i like that guy though john malkovich tony collette tony we like her yeah and renee russo she's yes. all right I'll see this. This is the same uh, director as Nightcrawler, so they're getting oh, it's gonna the be a team back weird, together. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, you see, if you look at uh, Joan Holland, looks like a weird guy in this movie. I think it's kind of kind of like a horror movie, right? So it's a comedy, drama, mystery, suspense. Suspense, yeah. Rated R for violence, violence language, like violence. some sexuality slash nudity, and brief drug use. That just sounds like the human experience, right there. What is brief drug use? Like he just. Puffs a J and then puts it out. A jewel. It's got to be it, right? Oh, well, a flash drive deal. Um, yeah, I don't know how you can have brief. Like someone else is just snorting. two lines. Of someone cocaine. is snorting cocaine as they're walking by in the hallway at a party. Could be. That's what that is. I solved that. Okay, let's move on down the list. The wild pear tree, and then in parentheses, a lot, agacy. 92%. Well, this has got to be foreign, right? What makes you say that, Andy? Well, let's see. What country of origin, though? Is this Belgian, a Belgian movie? Uh, got any information on it? So it's directed by Nuri Bilja Silan. I'm going to say that's uh, Finnish, maybe. Let's see. I'll take a look at this uh, name here. There's some weird uh, like accent marks. Aiden Dogu... Demerkel? My guess is uh, Turkish. Okay. Looking at those names. We'll take it. We'll take it. Yeah. Yeah, that's enough for me. But 92%, so if you if you like uh, international uh, arty movies, go check it out. It's not even rated. You know there's going to be some nasty shit in this. I'm talking like... Oh, yeah. It's going to be like that movie Love. With like They have full penetration on film. Probably not to that extent, but you know what I mean. You get my drift. Or they're not even allowed to kiss because it's like a super strict country. Could be that, Could too. be the other way around. Could be. It's one or the other. It's definitely yeah. not in the middle. Those are what's coming out. Nothing too crazy. Um, it's, a de- it's, it's a lully, to quote, uh, from the big short. Yeah. Well, just go out and go watch your uh, Oscar movies. They put them all back in the theaters this time. Yes, they did. In case you missed any. Um, I missed all of them. Yeah, just go watch Green Book six times. What about Enjoy the favorite? Yourself. No, just Green Book. Just Green Book. Just huh? Green Book. It's, it's such a pleasant name, Green Book. Makes me think of Green Mile. See, another good feeling, a great feeling movie, right? Yeah, Vago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the working class it- Italian-American bouncer becomes the driver of a South... No, driver of an African-American classical pianist on tour. Hmm. You know you'd love it. Interesting. Just, just great well, he's a classical talent, pianist. Yeah. I'm into that. Uh, just a story about friendship. That's what we always like. Yeah. All right. Let's let's get into what we're watching. We've that's it's so exciting. I've I've got some great stuff. Yeah. Some Oscar winning stuff. No, but um, I do. I have some great stuff. Tony, you want to lead us off? Well, you have all the good stuff. Why don't you lead us on? I think he's too nervous to talk about it. I was just gonna make him wait. But well, I, I mean, I've only got one anyway. I'll make it quick. I just watched the Ted Bundy tapes. I enjoyed it. It's pretty good. I yeah. like the all the live footage and stuff. Yeah, that was crazy. That they show like in the courtroom and stuff, and you actually just really see like 
the evil mastermind, but then also just like the really smart guy he was. It really was. Even the judge said it to him afterwards. Like this, I'm basically told him like he wished him the best and basically told him that he it was a wasted life he had because yeah. he had so much potential to be a good lawyer and to be. He was just a smart guy, good-looking guy, and all that stuff, and he just wasted it because he uh, liked murdering women. Yeah, I mean, he, sometimes you just you like what you like. So <laughs> I guess so. Was it a waste of his life? I mean, it, it was a waste of other people's lives. Yeah, it was definitely. It, and some of That's the bodies, class, some of the bodies still haven't been found. Yeah, that was which insane. is pretty wild. But I think what I also like towards the end of it, I mean, if you haven't, I mean, even if you watch it or haven't watched it or going to, I mean, there's really no spoilers because it's all based on a true story yeah, anyway. So it's a documentary. But uh, he like it is crazy like at the end too. He uh, admits to like a lot of the stuff. Obviously, like you know, eventually I think you get to a point where you're just kind of like, ah, eh, fuck it. So I know it was like at one point he's talking to the guy and he like tells him where one of the Florida State coeds where her he had buried her head or something like that yeah basically said like oh it's it was up the hill like 25 to 50 yards and then next to this thing like a few like i don't know like went into detail like exactly where he had put it and then even the guy asked him out of like the 30 women or so that it was claimed that he had killed how many would you did you say you've like severed their heads and he said probably like a dozen or something like that or a couple i forget what he said but he was uh nuts the craziest thing to me, though, was the youngest girl he murdered was 12. Yeah, that, that didn't really I, fit. Yeah, that one I didn't understand because it looked like he was after specifically, like, it was like 18 to 21-year-olds, like college girls. But I don't – they didn't really go into too much detail, I felt like, on how – and like or, like, their reasoning on why he would have killed a 12-year-old because that seemed, like, way out of line, in my opinion. But You've gone too far now. <laughs> But I'm just saying, like, it's yeah, one thing when it's, you know, someone in their 20s. Like, it was no secret. He had a fascination with women in their college women, you know, because he would rape most of these girls also. But it's just weird that he uh, decided to go after a 12-year-old. I don't know if that was just at a weird point in him because I think that was after he had escaped uh, jail and whatnot. But it was an interesting documentary. There's a lot of stuff I didn't know about him. I mean, I know what a lot of times when you think – Serial killers, a couple of the first guys you always think of are Ted Bundy and Jeffrey Dahmer, even though mm-hmm. they might not have been as ruthless as other ones and didn't have the kill count as much as other ones, but they're definitely the two that people, especially in America, tend to think of the most when they hear serial killers. So it was pretty, it was interesting. When um, he first went to Florida and like they're doing the police tape and the sorority house had like at least four dead and then up the street was another one. It's like, what the hell, yeah. man? That was I th- crazy. I, think, I honestly think after he escaped from Utah, I think, it, or the prison in Colorado, wherever he was, I think it gave him more of a rush. I think after that, he felt invincible. Yeah. Like, oh, I got out of jail. I was arrested. I was in jail, and I got out. I can do anything. And j- Or he thought also, like, I'm going to get caught eventually because they're all looking for me. I might as well just kill as many as I can. So I think he just went on a huge kill Yeah, was spree. his, like, rate much higher? Because wasn't it like he... He had like five over ten years or something, and then went crazy or something. Yeah, I think no, there was from seventy three to seventy eight. Okay, the whole thing. Yeah, because he didn't die till like eighty nine. Yeah, because he was able to keep pushing back the death penalty time or whatever. Yeah, I don't was know. appealing it the whole time. No, it was yeah. it was very very good. It's, it's inspiring watching. that 
we don't hear about this stuff anymore, right? Like we actually catch them now. Well, yeah, we have they, technology. Yeah, we don't have the, news travels. The, the, they even said that actually in the documentary about how like how he was on the run for so long, and how he or he had been gone for a little bit, and he's, they were even saying they're like, you know, nowadays he would have been he would not have been he would have been caught a lot quicker. Yeah. Probably wouldn't have even been able to escape. But yeah, yeah, he crawled through the light fixture in his cell. He lost like 20 pounds or 40 pounds or whatever it was so he could fit through. And then went like up above was where one of the guards lived, like an apartment on site. And he put on the guard's clothes and walked out the front door. <laughs> like, <"Wow." laughs> this is in the 70s. Like You could yeah. do whatever you wanted. Yeah, you really could. It's insane. Uh, but yeah, that was salt. I finished that last night too. Uh, I yeah, enjoyed it. That was a good it one. It was very creepy. And now I want to I want to see one on uh, on Dahmer because he was the gnarly, nasty, nasty one. It's like I don't know uh, much I, about any of that shit. For him, like what I know, I think it's just depressing. Everything I saw by him was so depraved, so awful. It was just like uh, really, it's just like yeah, it's not. It's like the worst of Saw or something. Is the stuff Jesus. like he did. It was like well, that's the thing too is when you watch movies, there was no message in his shit. When you watch movies and like documentaries and stuff, they really do spare you. I feel like, especially movies, will yeah. spare you sometimes the details of how gruesome and how bad these guys actually really were. Yeah, and uh, you know it was good timing that this came out right now because the Efron Ted Bundy movie just hit at Sundance, I believe, and the trailer just dropped what Friday or Thursday of last week. That comes out this year. Looks pretty pretty good. I think he'll yeah. he'll do a good job. And I was kind of watching that tri- or the the documentary. I was like trying to see like yeah, he does actually kind of like, they can make Zac Efron kind of look like that guy. It'd be kind of kind of weird to say and and even watch him in that because he's always been you know the little singing kid. Now he's the little murdering kid. Uh, what about you, Andy? What have you been watching? Um, I watched Beautiful Boy. Oh, that's on Amazon Prime now. Yes, yeah, so this was. Amazon Prime actually added a bunch of interesting stuff recently. So if you have, if you have an Amazon subscription, uh, Amazon Prime, just to you know buy your shit, buy your toothbrushes, um, you have access to a ton of movies, old, new, but yeah, um, get the, and music too. Yeah. Utilize all of that. Yeah, um, Hereditary just came on there too. Ooh, that's a good one. We uh, I recommend. Um, but yeah, Beautiful Boys actually an Amazon like production, like their movie. Steve Carell. Yeah, so Steve Carell, and interesting enough that. The person from the office that he marries plays his ex-wife, so the mother of the child here, or the oh, really? young adult. So, if you don't know what this is about, this is uh, Steve Carell's a, a father whose son is uh, struggling with addiction. You know, addicted to you know every kind of drug, does heroin and crystal meth, and it's like him trying to understand. It's it's from the perspective of the father and not the child. It doesn't really go into as much of the ugliness of drug addiction, which we've we've seen so many times in you know a bunch of movies before, yeah. But this is really about the parent and like how do you how do you deal with it? How do you live with it? How do you say you know your child's out there getting high? You don't know if they're safe or anything, and it's just and then the, just the cycle of it of you get sober and then you relapse, you get sober and you relapse, and it goes and it's just something. It was it was very very real, like. The movie was definitely flawed. wasn't the most engaging. The acting was great. Definitely Steve Carell and uh, Timothy Chalamet. The uh, 
young actor. I think he's still like only 20. He's been in a couple big movies already. Yeah. He does a great job. That's um, the little boy from Room, right? From what? Room? No. Who? What is he in? <laughs> he was in uh, Call Me By Your Name. Oh. It came out last year. Call the me kid Dad. from Room would be like 10 or something. I don't know. They this, grow this fast. This guy's <laughs> 20. Um, but yeah, just very, very real look at that. Because like, you don't see that side of it. Just like how much that affects the people around there. So I think it's, I think it's wor- worth watching, but this is it didn't get any Oscar nominations, and it didn't deserve any. I'd say it was Jacob Tremblay, and he's thirteen. Okay, thirteen. Get it right, Andy. Um, I was it's funny. I saw that on there today. I have it uh, like in my little queue to to check out. What else did you watch? We know you watched more. Yeah, two more things. Oh be quick i watched the first episode of the new true detective oh nice um it is a say a return to form that it is a another murder mystery they also do the same thing as the first season where there's actually three timelines kind of interesting but it's like the original crime in 1980 in 1990 they're interviewing the cop again who is no longer a cop Uh, about what happened and you know the updating the case and then it's also i think 2015 they said and there's like a documentarian asking huh. about this, so like you know, like what Tony was just talking about, the Ted Bundy stuff. Those those true crime little docs are so huge now. Yeah. Might have been a podcast. What was that podcast called? Serial. Serial. Yeah. yeah. So it's definitely like a take on that. And so it's now three timelines. Huh. Um, kind of interesting, but yeah, just it's in Arkansas. There's a crime that happens, and it's gonna follow that. So cool. I think probably this guy's probably better more comfortable doing that than trying to tell that kind of political corruption story in season two yeah yeah i did not like season two but i did really like season one what's that last thing and finally i watched the first four episodes of the punisher another uh, marvel netflix, netflix series yeah. probably probably the last one no one really knows what's going on with that stuff and it's so it's so disconnected from marvel anyways the punisher is like a, just a normal guy he's just a ex-special forces guy who beats up criminals um definitely wasn't feeling the first half hour of this like what's the point of this even he wasn't even in new york he was just out somewhere and then there's just the fight scene you're like oh yeah this is why i like this Uh just so brutal because it's not like spider-man shooting webs at people this is just punching people throwing people's heads into sinks and they're exploding and then it was strange. The first episode, this whole fight scene happens. This big massacre happens at a country bar, and it just reminded me of the real world, an event that happened not that uh-huh. long ago. It was kind of sad to see, like, at the end. I'm sure they filmed that before, but it was like... Huh. I mean, it's wow. totally different, but it was just like, wow. Yeah, same. But it's, it's, a, it's a violent show. I do like the... Done well. Done, you know. Good. You like your violence. It's good action. Liam Neeson would fit in well in the show well let's uh let's pull to get him we'll do a twitter campaign like a weezer uh responded to get him on all right well i watched first off i continued watching sex education show on netflix it's not as good as i would hope it to be it's watchable it's somewhat entertaining it's funny because they're all british people um you learn new words like vagina is they say, I think it's minge. 
Yeah, I think I've heard that. They're going to yeah. see my minge, is what yeah. they say. Yeah, that doesn't sound very appealing at all. It's it's funny. Uh, but the one thing, so when I first started watching it, like, I don't pay close attention to that kind of show because you don't need to be smart to watch it. Like, you don't have to pay attention to this and that. It's, uh, I thought it was in the 80s, just off of what they wear and this and that, but they all have iPhones. Yeah. So I don't know if their style over there is just is it relapsing. Not, is it not London? It's like they're outskirts of London. Yeah. See, I think that's like just a whole different world. Yeah. There. It's it's different, um, but it's still pretty decent. But the the last thing I'm getting into is uh, the movie of the week, which I think I mentioned last week on iTunes. Hotel Artemis. It's a 99 cent rental, probably only through tonight. So if you're listening to this on Tuesday or after the 28th, you probably are out of luck. But I don't honestly know when. They, they update their movies. But I watched that. Jodie Foster, uh, Jeff Goldblum, Jenny Slate, Sterling K. Brown. Oh, he's so hot right now. And uh, deal. Sophia Butella. I think she's in, like, The New Mummy and some other stuff. Uh, basically, it's like the hotel from John Wick. And uh, it's entertaining. It's oh, – and hold on. Charlie Day is also in this, too. Would it be better with Liam Neeson? Yes. Yeah. Uh, it they're tr- it's kind of smoking aces, smoking aces t- uh, style. Where I don't know, LA is on fire, and it's so this, it's a documentary. Yeah, it's this hotel uh, where bad people go and this and that. And Jodie Foster's good. Sterling K. Brown, I I don't know what he is like, where he's from. He was in Black Panther, I assume. Uh, his voice is very calming. Yeah, I'd like to hear him like. We should get him on the pod because that'd be so great to fall asleep to, or like to calm yourself down. Just hear him talk for like an hour, because um, he's supposed to be a bad guy, but nothing about him is bad. Like his voice is just, yeah, I'm Mr. Rogers' neighbor. Like hmm. he's in a suit the whole time. Like he doesn't change, and he's got blood all over himself. It's like, what are you doing? Um, but entertaining movie. Uh, it really got shat on. Well, not really. Audience hated it. Thirty-three percent, fifty-six percent tomato meter. Uh, it also has that giant guy from the mm-hmm. Alien movie. What's it called? Guardians what? of the Galaxy. Oh, giant Batista. Yeah, yeah who, Dave yeah. Batista, who laughs a lot, and uh, he's funny in it. He's just a, a mountain of a man. They call him Everest in the movie. So there you that's go. Pretty good. But that's about all I watched. Nothing uh, too uh, too rambunctious. And uh, do we have anything else to add? Any final closing notes? Um, not about this, but do want to let people know it's coming out a day early right yeah we are a day early because why are a we a day early special bonus right yeah tell them andy so well i don't know much about it i think it's gonna be a surprise for me and it's gonna be a surprise for all you but just keep refresh your podcast yeah. app just yeah just hit that out. subscribe button after because these ones and the next one i could promise you will be entertaining <laughs> It'll be a happy hour. It'll be it'll be loud and it'll be entertaining. Yeah. I can promise you that. The topics I can already tell you will probably be everywhere. Everywhere and it'll it. definitely be one of those shows that rambles on to something. It'll be yeah. good though. It'll, it'll definitely be, be funny one. It'll I be, can promise you that. That'll be We're going to solve the Venezuelan crisis. Nope, but that'll be episode. Bring on a political expert. Ninety-seven. And uh, the last thing before we we ch- uh, close, and make sure you do check that out. Uh, that'll drop tomorrow night. Uh, this whole podcast is brought to you by Simple Dog Leash. 
It is the greatest thing on the planet. No one needs these clip-on leashes anymore. So head over to simpledoggy.com. That's two Gs. Use promo code TONY for 25% off, and you get free shipping with that. It's the dog leash you've been waiting for. So, all right, I am Sean. Joined with me, we had Gray Andy, Liam Neeson's nephew. Liam Neeson was in that movie called The Gray. I know, and you're wearing Ooh, a gray shirt. So, I guess that's a lot of things where this up came here. from. Yeah. yeah, that's you and Tony Katz. Yep, yep. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. We'll see you later.